Hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID, an oral history project. I started this project during Black History Month of 2022 because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. I also wanted to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who is a Black American who sadly lost their life during the COVID-19 pandemic. So without further ado, I'm excited to speak with my guest today. My name is Kavon Hunter. I was born in the Bronx, raised in Brooklyn, and right now I live in New Jersey. And yeah. And do you identify as Black or African-American, or how do you identify? Um, I guess both. I'm not too specific on either one. African-American, obviously, but um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too specific about either about which one. Yeah. And what would you like to share about your ancestry? Um, well, my family is from Jamaica. Um, Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I've, I've been there a couple of times, mostly when I was younger, but yeah, so it's a Jamaican family. Um, when I was growing up in Brooklyn, pretty much we were isolated in a Jamaican community and things of that nature. So most of the way I was brought up in values and stuff like that, I think are more closely tied to just Jamaican values and you know, things like that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. My mom's from Jamaica. Oh, yeah? That's so oh, cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Do I have any? Oh, so now I'll ask you about what was your life like during the pandemic? But if you want to start at the end of 2019 or the beginning of 2020, I know you're a storyteller because we met in our MFA program and just <laughs> your story. Yeah. Um. So it will be difficult to say the exact year at this point because so much of COVID was a was a blur <laughs> so I, it feels it feels like we went through those couple of years but I couldn't tell you specifically the year that things were happening um I could tell you just in general what was happening it was um well for me COVID was unique because my family has a couple people who were ha who have immune sort of issues my mom has lupus which was, a, which was a major issue. So I think while everyone was worried about COVID, we were extra, extra worried about COVID because I think her doctor told her early on if she caught it, it would be very bad for her, um, which she hasn't really since then. So it's, it's been good. Um, so initially we, we kind of hunkered down in our house. Um, we all came together in, in, in Jersey. Um, I remember actually being in class teaching and I think it must have been the beginning of spring semester when the news was coming out. Like this is the earliest memory I have because I remember sitting on my desk at an English class and the students we were talking about, I think the college was thinking about closing or postponing something. And we were like, well, I don't think that will happen because it'll only be maybe a week or two and then we'll be back. <laughs> and then we weren't back for, for a couple of years. So yeah, I think initially we were very, um, most people were very, didn't treat it very seriously, but because of my background, 
we hunkered down very quickly during that process and stayed together. I think me, my mom, my brother, um, because we live near each other in Jersey. So it's easy for us to just come together and, and help her out. We kind of all stayed together for the first, I don't know, I think it was maybe a year that we were locked down for good, right? Where we couldn't really go out much. Um, and we took those warnings very seriously, again, because of my mom. So if they told us not to go out, we didn't go out. We were wearing masks everywhere. We were disinfecting groceries as soon as they came in. So like wiping them down. I remember that being such a hassle. <laughs> like wiping down everything we got with uh, wet wipes and with um, antibacterial wipes, spraying things down. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty chaotic. Um, but I think we got used to the rhythm uh, early on, actually, uh, just spending time with, with family, which was, I guess, the only upside, it, as long as you weren't sick. Yeah. When you went grocery shopping, did you go in person or did you order groceries? We went in person in a limited capacity. So we would go sometimes, we would go out in person sometimes if we had to. I remember back then I used to order a lot from places like Amazon. You would get, get groceries and stuff like that too. So I think we were ordering a bit as well. I remember we would get packages and stuff like that, but those were always expensive. So it's not like you have the luxury to do that for forever. So I think we, we were going out a bit, but it was always masked up, wearing gloves and stuff. And then you would come in and we always did this anyway, I guess maybe like a Jamaican thing or maybe it's just my mom. But whenever we come in, we always take a shower anyway. So it's like, so that wasn't hugely different, but it was much more regimented. Like if you had to go and take a shower, make sure your shoes were off as soon as you got in because she heard a story of someone catching COVID from like the shoes. <laughs> so we were spraying the shoes. And then putting them there and then we had our dog and we had to deal with how to handle that and so yeah 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 groceries were, were difficult but we got around that and then did you walk your dog like three times a day or twice a day yeah well my mom's home in jersey it has a pretty big backyard okay. so i mean pretty much most homes in jersey are like that anyway so um, and our neighborhood is pretty quiet. We live in Dunellen. It's, kind of, it's, the, it's the neighborhood where the, um, the track star just came from, who won, who won in the Olympics recently. She's from Dunellen, which was like, they have a little plaque now on our town plaque. Like she was from there. I forget her name though, but um, she was like a mixed, the mixed track. You may have heard of her. She was, they talked about her a lot. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a pretty quiet town. So you can walk and not really meet anyone at all. So we, we, we could walk a dog and take him out in the backyard and stuff like that. Wow. Oh, well, that's convenient. So you were really able to avoid people who could potentially spread the virus. As long as you're out of the city. Yeah. 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 And the city was worse. My grandmother's in the city still. And for her, it was more difficult. But So how long do you remember how long you stayed out of the city? Um... It was easy for me because so pretty much I was out of the city until the pen, until the colleges um, allowed us to go back um, for in-person classes. So I don't know how long that's been, that has been now, like a year, a year and a half ago when we started doing like mixed presence in, on the campus, I think, or was it just a year? It, yeah, it's around that time. When, whenever the college campus let us on is when I started going back in regularly because 
Um, I live with my brother right now in an apartment. He works for Google, right? So you know, he's a programmer. But so his work allows him to work um, distance. Um, so even though he his, their main office is in New York, he was able to stay over here. Even though my main office is in New York, we were doing distance learning. So we didn't really have any reason to go into the city um, beyond my grandmother. But even then, she had she had cancer a couple of years ago and has one lung not she's only only using one lung right now so she couldn't catch covid right so they were locked out anyway so we couldn't even see family i remember <laughs> my uncle would come to visit and they would just drive by in the car wind the window down with math and say hey how you doing and then keep driving and and so that was the most contact we got with family um so we yeah we we didn't touch the city until very recently I remember, I was trying to remember, because we both were teaching at City College as, you know, you're an adjunct assistant professor. Yeah. I think in the spring, I'm trying to pull up my syllabus, because it's hard to remember now, like the years, I think in the spring of 2021, we were still, like, we were still teaching from home. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Is that the longest you ever spent not going to Manhattan? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a good two years and I grew up in the city. So um, definitely, yeah, that I can remember. I mean, I used to live in, we, we've moved, until I moved back to Brooklyn, we had moved every four years, basically, when I was younger. So we were out of the city for like a little while. We were living in Jersey first in a different area when I was really young. And then we were in Virginia and then came back. So beyond those two periods, this, it was the longest time I've ever been out of the city. Same. I was gonna ask you, so when I started interviewing people last year, I asked about the mask mandate because it used to mm -hmm. be so controversial, but like, did you yeah. have any thoughts like back then about wearing a mask? No, I mean, I, I understood the science of it. So it, 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 I always just understood, I mean, it, it lowers the percentage chance and that's just it wasn't really much of a an issue for me um yeah i mean i was one of those people who didn't understand the the issue about it uh, i just wore it got home take it off it, it was what it was yeah and i also would ask people about the vaccine because that also was controversial i don't know if it mm -hmm. still is but uh, did you have any thoughts on whether i don't know about the vaccine uh no not really um again i i come like I'm, I'm i'm teaching english now but growing up i was um really into science science and stuff like that and scientific concepts and whatever so when that stuff was coming out i what they were doing for the vaccine wasn't new stuff it was just being applied to a new situation so it wasn't anything that i was really worried about really um i know that there were side effects but everything has that it's always about just minimizing. So, I mean, when that came out, I wasn't, I wasn't bothered. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't my family. I think it always depends on within the family. There's always people who are, have different opinions about stuff. And for me, I'm not sure if it's the same for you. It was mostly around the common age gap differences, like older individuals who may be more hesitant and stuff like that. But um Every younger person in my family pretty much had no issues. There were some older people who would have some issues, but everyone took it anyway um, because of my mom. So it was always uh, very clear, like we have to 
do that because even if the shot knocks you out the first day, <laughs> if she gets it, it's 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 a worse outcome. So um, yeah, it wasn't too much too controversial for me in the household. Um, um, and another question I had during the pandemic, I helped my mom. I had to set up Zoom for her because my mom's right. a retired teacher, and a lot of her her peers were passing away. I was wondering oh, right. if anyone you knew passed away during the pandemic um no not anyone that I know closely I may have heard from members of my family talking about people they know or something but those weren't people that I knew um so no not for me not anyone close to me no that's so good to hear because did you watch the news during the pandemic about like there's yeah. no color we're getting infected more than other people. Mm -hmm. Like, what yeah. do you think about those statistics? Uh, I think it it makes it made sense generally, just just the way these things normally work and the way demographics work, um, the way these things spread, and unfortunately, the kind of conditions people are are put into, and especially if you're in the city and you're in, in an area that's more crowded or an area that isn't sanitized the way it should be, it makes things spread a lot easier. And then I know that in my community, there's a lot of like justified uh, hesitance towards vaccines and stuff like that. So a lot of that stuff coming out, I think wasn't a surprise for me initially. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't, and it, it kind of followed the same patterns in other countries too like undeserved communities who were in area, who are for whatever reason, predominantly in areas that are more crowded or whatever, they were all getting hit like that. Like if, if in Europe and everywhere, it was, it's, it was the kind of thing where the virus exposed those kind of inequalities a bit. And that's just, that's kind of the way it works with viruses and stuff like that. They always spread like that in the worst places in India. And it's always the worst in those areas that are heavily populated. So it's, yeah. Um, but that was part of why we were extra diligent as well um, in, in our house, just knowing that, um, especially for my grandmother, because in her area, especially people were still going out. Like in, that's different. Again, as an example, like in Jersey, when the, when the mask mandates were out and uh, if, if we were to go to a store, pretty much everyone would be wearing something, especially if we were near Asian areas. Um, cause, cause I studied Japanese and whatever I went to Japan and whatever, but this is part of why, the mask stuff to me wasn't a bother because I, I, when I was in Japan in high school, for example, if, if someone's sick, they wear a mask. It's not like a big deal. So I, I never grew up thinking that was a big deal. But in, so in that same vein, people would wear masks and no one really would treat it very differently because of the area, I guess. But then the one or two times where we did go to the city in my area in Canarsie in Brooklyn, almost no one was wearing masks going into stores and people were going to like beef patty stores and like super crowded areas. If you've been to the places like that and no one's wearing a mask and, and it's like, okay, well, <laughs> that's not, I mean, things might spread worse that way, but yeah. So it wasn't a surprise. That's such a good point. Yeah. I didn't know you studied in Japan. So you speak Japanese. Not really anymore. I'm trying to, I'm thinking of taking classes again. Cause I stopped for for a long while, um, and then so now it's more of like 
I can just pick up on some stuff, but it's not, I feel like whenever I try and learn again, it's kind of like riding a bike where you can kind of figure things out again quickly, but I haven't, I can't say that I speak it right now at this point. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. That's a good point about living in a country where wearing a mask when you're sick is, it's the, part of the culture. I lived mm -hmm. in um, Shanghai, China for six months back in 2014. Oh, cool. And yeah, it's the same thing there. Someone had a cold and they wore a mask, like because they mm -hmm. didn't want to spread their germs. Right. Yeah. Huh. Is there anything I didn't ask you about the pandemic that you'd like to talk about? Um I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It it was just a long period of time. It changed a lot of habits. I think, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, I, I can't think of any one thing. I mean, I have random thoughts and stuff like that, but I don't have anything very specific yeah. to say like, about it, yeah. Like I know I stopped, I used to go out every single night because I feel like everyone went to the city to work and then we go out after work with our friends. Mm -hmm. And I don't yeah do that anymore like it was so normal every day of the week to do something like do you still go out as much as you did before the pandemic uh right now I think for me it's mostly back to normal um yeah for me it's mostly back to normal I've been vaccinated however many times um I'm back to my own apartment, so I'm not around my mom as much anymore. For her, it's still uh, like touch and go. Um, partly because she she reads like um, doom and gloom internet posts all the time. <laughs> so she's always playing back to me. It was like, oh, did you hear this? It's, it's still doing this. And I'm like, mom, that's just like one study. It's not, that doesn't really mean anything. You need you need a consensus, it's, it's all right. And she's like, no, 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 you have to wear a mask here still because it's like, it's tearing up your body. I'm like, okay. So she's still like that, which I mean, I can understand it. I'm kind of a hypochondriac myself. So if I had lupus and then, and I mean, I can understand being really worried about catching it. So for her, it's not normal still. For me, it's pretty normal. I go out, um, I don't wear a mask if I'm out in the open. Like if I go to a store and everyone is like, it's a target, which is always kind of half empty for whatever reason. So you can just walk around. I won't wear a mask then, but if I'm going in the subway in a city, sometimes I'll put on a mask. I'll always have a mask with me, even if I'm not wearing it. Just because, you know, you never know someone might come near you and they're coughing. You're like, you know what? Let me just pull this on here. I don't trust the situation. Um, in the subway, I don't sit anymore, really. Like, I think that's a habit that's changed that I realized. Like, I now just will just stand up near the doors. And it wasn't until yesterday that I was like, why? I really haven't been sitting. Like, even when it's empty, I just don't. It doesn't come to my mind anymore because of going through the pandemic and thinking about getting on your clothes and then not wanting to go home and spray yourself down and stuff like that. So I think small habits have changed. Some of them I haven't realized. And I imagine people are in that same, in that same vein, but the major things are back to normal for the most part. Wow. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I spray my shoes and my coat when I come into my house now and I never did that before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't spray them anymore. Um, unless, again, I'm like, I felt like I was around people who were coughing or something. Then I'll just get, okay, I'm just going to spray this down. Um, and I, I I don't spray mainly because I just don't like 
having the spray around me like that. So I just, I just say, you know, what, let me just stop doing that. But I will move my shoes like reflexively. I'll keep my clothes, like I'll put them in a closet or something, or I'll put my shoes in a closet on the, on whatever. And for no reason, I don't, I'm not thinking of it in the motion, but then afterwards I realized that's a habit I picked up from when we were spraying and putting things away. And so I still keep doing that. Um, but I think because my family was always really cleanly like that, uh, we were always focused on cleanliness. My mom always instilled that into us. We were always used to like taking your shoes off. I think that's mostly a Caribbean thing where everyone does it anyway when you get into somebody's house. Like that stuff, those habits, I think, were good habits that so we didn't have to make too many crazy changes when the pandemic came. Yeah. Thank you. I hadn't thought about that. The uh, Our habits have changed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, I really thank you for your time. I've been trying to get um, more people who are teaching or students during the pandemic to hear their, mm-hmm. and especially as New Yorkers, like what it's like to not go into the city during the pandemic. Right. Um, So my goal is to get to 100 interviews this month since it's uh, Black History Month again. And ideally, um, I'll be able to get our our recordings into the Schomburg and then have an event. So I'll definitely be in touch. I don't know when this event will happen, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cool. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for listening to my conversation on this episode of Black America and COVID, an oral history project. If you enjoyed the episode, then please give it five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. The more five stars the podcast has, the more visible it is, the more access I have to people who would like to share their story living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you are a Black American and you would like to share your experience with me, then email me at soniakilabrew at gmail.com. The email is in the show notes of the podcast. Or direct message me through my Instagram account, Black America and COVID, all one word, all lowercase. If you are a non-Black American and you would like to memorialize the life of a Black American sadly lost during the COVID-19 pandemic, then email me as well. This episode was written, produced, and audio engineered by me, Sonia Jean Kilbrew, podcast host and executive producer. Thanks for listening to my oral history project, Black America and COVID.